are listening to Literally, the podcast where you literally get a complete behind-the-scenes peek at a one-on-one business coaching relationship and the transformation that unfolds over the course of six months. I'm your host, Lacey Seitz, business mentor and success coach and founder of A Lit Up Life. These are recordings of actual coaching sessions with one of my clients where you get to experience her journey along with her and gain insight into building your own lit up life and the business that you desire. Hi, everyone. Thank you so, so much for listening to Literally. I cannot tell you how excited I am about everything that's happening with this podcast and this project and with Monica. I really think that having this conversation, having this back end view out there is going to be so meaningful and so impactful because I think that so often we're just seeing bits and pieces. And so I'm so pumped for you guys to see the whole back end. It's also why I'm here today to do a solo episode because I want to just talk through some of the things that have been coming up and are going on and sort of give you my um, more complete perspective so that you kind of understand not only what's going on in the coaching and behind the scenes, but how you can apply it to your business and what I see as like a major stumbling block in the beginning of starting your business here. So let's recap a little, then we're going to dive right in. So the first thing I want to do is just give Monica a lot of credit for all she's accomplished so far. You know, she really had a ton of fear around getting out there, but she's been getting out there, putting herself out there, and she got her first uh, paid intensive client because of it, which is amazing. So I just want to give her so much credit for showing up, processing, and doing the work. It is so easy to stay stuck in the back end and our stories and you know, um, in, in all of the behind-the-scenes stuff. And what I really saw is that Monica is making every effort to show up and process and do the work. But here's the real deal. Most of the work is about getting out of your own way. And that's exactly what we're going to focus this entire episode on, basically, is the process of getting the results and getting out of your own way enough to do it. Because as you guys have seen leading up to this point with Monica, the the strategy is quite simple, right? In fact, they're very simple. Um, But what's the the difficult part and what continues to be the difficult part is showing up for that strategy, not sitting in our stories, not looking for a hundred other problems to solve, not making everything wrong, but to continue, to continue, to continue to commit to showing up to the strategy, right? But when the strategies are very simple, that can be difficult. Um, I think, you know, truly, I think the strategies are always pretty simple, especially when you're starting out, because all you're really trying to do is like, get people on the phone if what you want is um, some one-on-one service-based clients. But But even when you're scaling, even when you're growing, the strategy piece is usually quite simple. And the more complicated you're making it, the more it tells me that you're scared to show up or that you have some fear around um, like seeing it work or showing up. I mean, obviously I could go deeper there and will, but, but the point being is if you find yourself building out this very complicated and time consuming strategy, nine times out of 10, it's not the right strategy. So the strategies are very simple, but getting out of our own way is the work. Oh gosh, but this is where it gets difficult, right? Because we often want it to be a magical solution or one pressing problem that we solve and never have more. We saw that, you know, in in different ways with Monica where she kind of wanted the problem to like 
be her message or something like that. And then we feel like, well, if I just solve that, then everything is easy from here on out forever and ever, right? And what happens is that as soon as we solve that challenge point or that problem, we find that there is always uh, kind of like something else. And it can be a little depressing, I think, because we're like, oh, there's no magic. There's just consistently showing up. But, But here's where the magic is. When you make the strategy simple and you get out of your own way enough to show up, that is truly where the magic is because everything feels pretty good and simple and easeful. It doesn't mean it's easy. It doesn't mean it's easy to get out of your own way. It doesn't mean, you know, you never experience resistance or that you're never overwhelmed, but the ease truly comes from keeping the strategy simple and showing up. So that's why I want to really dive into this today because I think you guys can see leading up to this point in Monica's progression, a lot of what it has been for her is the mindset blocks that come up. And what I really want to underscore here is that this is not a Monica-specific thing. For most of us, that's what it is. I know very, very, very few, if any, people that don't experience a tremendous amount of resistance, especially at the beginning of their business, but definitely going to each new level, right? And so why I love giving you this behind-the-scenes view is because you can go, oh, That's not just me. So in other words, Monica's challenge points, her fears, and her mindset hangups are unique to her. But having those and having that experience is really quite universal. And so that's why we're diving into this on today's episode. That's why I'm talking about this on a solo episode. And that's what I really want your takeaway and permission to be is that the work is to keep getting out of your own way, right? And so we're seeing that in Monica. You're probably seeing that in yourself in many ways. God knows I've seen this in myself a ton throughout business, and I'll share some about that too. But truthfully, this is sort of the running theme here. And again, it, it's not that it's not unique to Monica in her own challenges, but it isn't unique to the process of starting and building your business, right? Um, so here's the other part. <clears throat> We, we kind of were talking about how um, this can be difficult because we want that one magical solution to that pressing problem, and then we feel like, well, then we'll never have problems. Like, if I just figure out my perfect message, people will just flow on in the door, and I'll never even have to think about it, and I'll never have another problem in business or whatever it is. But here's one of the biggest challenge points I see in online business is that Not only is our brain kind of programmed to think that way, because I think it's just normal. Our brain wants to solve problems, right? And and wants to find the place where um, it can keep solving for a new problem. Even though we think we don't want one, like our brain really likes to have one. But the problem is the online industry knows this, (laughs) right? And they want to sell you solution to those problems all the time. Whether that's consciously or unconsciously, um, I'm sure it's it's a huge mix of both. But so not only does your brain love a good problem, but you're getting daily marketing thrown in your face that says the same thing, that you have all these problems you have to fix if you ever want to make money. Does that make sense? So our brain's kind of programmed to like want to find that one problem and if we could just solve it, everything would be perfect, right? And then all the marketing coming at us reflects that. Like if you just nailed Facebook ads, you'd never have to worry about getting clients another day in your life. If you just figured out your message, people would flow in your door and you'd never have to do another thing, et cetera, et cetera. And our brain like lights the F up, (laughs) right? When we see that, and that's what leaves people jumping from strategy to strategy and thing to thing. 
and spinning their wheels for a very, 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 very long time potentially because they never just committed to one strategy and stuck with it. They were always looking for that magical solution. And to be fair, it's not all your fault because you're getting that marketed in your face and hearing that all the time, right? Here's the next layer of that. And trust me, I'm not just going (laughs) to tell you all the layers. I'm going to help you solve them. But here's the next layer to that, right? Not only do they want to sell you the solutions, but then they want to be mad at you and have you be mad at yourself for not implementing them, right? So this was something that we were kind of seeing with Monica is that she sort of was um, in the space of either taking action on a bunch of random strategies or inaction. And then she was mad at herself or she had previous um, support that would then be mad at her for not implementing perfectly, right? Um, And in fact, I hear a lot of coaches say that all the time. How do I just get people that will do what I say? How do I just get people that are ready to take action? How do I just get action takers? Um, I've totally said that, so no shame in that game. But do you see the problem here, right? is that we want to sell all these magical solutions and then we're pissed at others and ourselves when we don't perfectly (laughs) implement and stick to those solutions. Well, because the problem is never that. The problem is getting out of our own way enough to implement and stick to something. That's truly why you need coaching. You know, we can cover the strategy in a session. What you need coaching around is sticking to it and continuing to get out of your own way enough to be consistent. And we have to, have to, have to, have to in this space, stop pretending that that's the easy part. It literally drives me bonkers when we're like, well, if I, if someone would just tell me what to do, I would do it. No, you wouldn't. None of us are like that, right? Like, and, and here's the thing too, is people will go, that's not true. I've done every single thing a coach has ever told me and then some and a ton more. But that's a different side of the same coin, which is then I'm taking all the action all over the place all the time because I'm not committed to a strategy and don't see it working. Does this make sense? So when when we're saying, how do I just get people that will do what I say? Or how do I just become a client that always does exactly what my coach says no matter what? Neither of those are even the right question. The right question is, how do we start supporting people in a way that actually acknowledges what the real problem is? The real problem is committing to the strategy we pick, getting out of our own way enough to implement, staying in it even when the results are slow to come to fruition, right? Because that's also true in the online space is that we get marketed that the results should show up in 10 minutes. (laughs) And the truth is, in my opinion, results take at least 90 days to play out. So like what you're doing today in your business is going to show up 90 days from now. And listen, 90 days is not a lifetime. Let's be serious. It's it's kind of nothing in the grand scheme of building a long-term sustainable business. But at the same time, when you're in that 90 days, it can feel like torture. It can feel like forever. You could do something for two weeks and it feels like two years and you want to stop if you haven't gotten 10 clients, right? And that, in my opinion, is the most important work. Now, when I say most important If you guys know me and if you've listened to me or heard me speak about my process for any length of time, you know that my framework and formula um, that we use in the Lit Up Life is mindset, strategy, and execution. And I truly believe that they're all of equal importance in the sense that 
I really believe you have to have that strong mindset. I believe you have to have a strategy that you have um, selected. And then I believe you have to execute to that strategy. And I think the full picture of that is what gets you results. But the reason I keep saying the real work is getting out of our own way is because the strategy piece, like it, it doesn't take all that long. Right. And the execution piece is almost entirely dependent on getting out of our own way. Right. So, again, that question of what, why, how do I just get people that will do what I say? Help them get out of their own way enough to do it. That's the answer. Right. So, that's a conversation I really want to keep having and that you're going to see continue to happen with Monica and I. When she's like, you know, I didn't get to post this week or I didn't get the calls I wanted because that always happens and it's normal. We're not going to change the strategy. We're going to go, cool, how do we continue to get out of our own way enough to to do it anyway, to keep sticking to it? And you're going to see that continue to progress in our coaching together because in my opinion, when you can really nail something and when you can get out of your own way enough to make a process in your business, a well-oiled machine like this um, client conversion process we're building out for Monica, you become so strong, so empowered, and so unstoppable. When you feel like I just randomly lucked out getting clients in these 50 different ways of all these random things I tried, the clients don't actually feel all that good, right? What feels the best in business is knowing that I know how to get clients on repeat and get out of my own way enough to do it. Then the clients are like a bonus of that to be honest, but the knowing that you always know how to generate them and that you know exactly what to do and it works. Oh my God, that is like priceless. Getting five clients completely randomly because of 30 things you were trying. Yeah, the five clients feel good, but that constant state of still feeling like you don't really know how to replicate that and always getting in your own way, trying new things, that's not sustainable, right? That's not priceless. So That's really what we're going to keep focusing on with her. And here's how I look at this. And here's kind of like, in my opinion, the best way to get on the other side of this. So I'm going to like, it's like six steps and I'm not like teaching you my six step formula, but like if I just had to break it down, here's what it looks like, right? Make a decision. It sounds so simple, but I got to tell you, it's the missing piece for a lot of people. And you guys even saw that in Monica, and kind of having fluctuated in different areas of her business. Was she going to sell it? Was she not? How in was she on the coaching business? How much time did she have for it? Was she going to go on vacation and not work? Or was she going to work? Like all of those questions that felt like just this hanging thing in the air for her. Well, the first step is make a decision. Like my decision is that I am going to sell the business. And when I go on vacation, I'm going to be present with my family and not work. And when I come back, I'm going to hit the ground running and get five calls a week. And my decision is to get five calls a week no matter what. Oh my God. Game changer versus like having these five question marks sitting in the air all the time, right? The second thing is commit to that decision. So once you make that decision, stay committed to it. Don't remake that decision 16 times, right? So sometimes we can make a decision like, as an example, I'm going to really be present when I go away with my family and I'm not going to work. And I'm okay with that decision and the trade-offs that come with it. You got to stay committed to that. You can't re-ask yourself that question every morning. But do I really want to be present and not work while I'm here? Am I sure I want to be present? Nope. Right? Stay committed because in remaking the decision all the time, you're just wearing away at that self-trust. So make a decision, commit to it. Third thing, create a strategy around it. So let's just use this idea of Monica's calls. So 
let's say she made the decision that she wants to get three clients a month, right? She's committed to it. She's not remaking that every day. She's not going, but do I want to do a group course? And what if I wanted five clients? And what if I wanted to sell, um, you know, a 10-month program instead of a set? Nope, 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 right? I want to get three six-month coaching clients a month. I'm totally committed to it. I'm not remaking that decision. My strategy around it is to book five of these uh, free coaching slash assessment calls a week, right? And sell an intensive and convert from there. Cool. Like you already know it, right? Like now you've done everything. You've made the decision. You've committed to it. You've created a strategy around it. Next, what do you have to do? You have to stick to the strategy and execute to it. So you have to make sure that each week you are getting those five calls, that each week you're doing what you need to do to execute on that. Each week you're showing up and putting out the content that leads to that. You're serving, you're building the relationship, right? But where does the process fall apart in here? It's making the majority of your work, the mindset work required to get out of your own way enough to consistently execute. That's the big missing piece here for most people, right? Certainly once you've made the decision, once you've committed to it, once you've created a a comprehensive strategy around it, once you've decided to stick to that strategy and execute, the only thing left to do is stay on the strategy. And this is where most people spin off, right? And then the last one is test and tweak tweak your strategy along the way. So when I say to people, pick a strategy and commit to it for at least 90 days, the first thing that comes up for most of them is like, but what if it's not working? And and here's what I'll say. Almost any strategy works (laughs) if you stay consistent and committed to it. But of course, Within any strategy, there are always ways we can get better. Like if you notice that, you know, you're committed to the strategy of putting out content every day for 90 days and you notice that certain posts get really good engagement when you ask a question in this way and certain posts get really not as great engagement when you ask a question in a certain way. Perfect. Tweak it. Test it. Get better. Notice what's working and not working and tweak it. But what you're not going to change is the overarching strategy of, post content consistently every day for 90 days, right? Or maybe like part of that is like, and and now one of my days is going to be a video because I notice my audience responds really well to video, but I'm not changing the strategy. So this is what a lot of people do is they burn down the strategy. So they're like, you know, putting out the posts and they notice some of them aren't getting good engagement. And they're like, forget it. Posting doesn't work. I hate Facebook groups. Done. Forget it. I'm like moving to Pinterest, When all they had to do was go, oh, it's interesting. I can see how some of these aren't getting engagement because of the way I'm asking the question or whatever, right? I'm just making that up as an example. Then you test and tweak that instead of burning the whole thing down and moving on. So you're going to make a decision. You're going to commit to it. You're going to create a strategy around it. You're going to stick to the strategy and execute to it. You're going to make the majority of your work doing the mindset work required to get out of your own way enough to consistently execute. And then you're going to test and tweak your strategy along the way, right? But when we don't trust ourselves is when it's easiest to fall into the trap of thinking that there are all these things we don't know instead of realizing that the execution is the most important piece, right? Like, and if we stay executing, that's when we can test and tweak, right? But, but something else I want to add here, too, is that when we say execution, let me be really specific what I mean. 
I mean intentional, consistent action aimed at a particular strategy. Meaning often we think there's a big difference between someone that is inactive or not taking action at all versus someone who is in action all the time. But what I've seen over time is that it's really just two sides of the same coin, which I alluded to earlier. In other words, if I'm executing all the time and doing a hundred different things, but not taking that intentional, consistent action aimed at a particular strategy, it's exactly the same as someone who freezes and retreats and doesn't take action. You know what I mean? It's still our fear that we won't get the result we want as fast as we want it (laughs) that's driving our actions. It's not the belief that we're going to make things um, work or that, you know, we're we're all in and that, you know, that is what we're leading with and that's running the show. This is going to work. This is going to work. Because if we were, then of course we'd be taking that strategic, intentional, and consistent action. Does that make sense? So really knowing that when I say execution, I, I really mean something specific. I don't just mean being busy all the time, right? But either way, whether we're not in action at all or busy all the time, a lot of it is coming from that belief that it won't work. So that's why the mindset piece and getting out of our own way and in belief is the key. Because if I really believe it's going to work, then the likelihood that I take that consistent, intentional action aimed at a particular strategy, it's going to happen every time, Right? So I've experienced this in a ton of different ways. I'll use a couple examples here just to sort of illustrate it. But um, my business example is that I tend to be very controlling um, as like a default, if that makes sense. So when I'm in fear, I want to control everything, right? And so what I mean by that is just to give you an example is like a way that I wouldn't consistently execute (laughs) Um, to a particular strategy um, with intention would be by spinning all over the place and trying to control every piece of that. So for example, um, say my team and I set up this launch plan to you know, launch, launch my mastermind, right? And then I got in fear that it might not work. My default would be to go try to control everything. So start taking back things I delegated start overly micromanaging everyone on the team, start telling them all these extra things that they have to do or things that they have to track so that we can control outcomes, that kind of thing, right? But me trying to take it all back and trying to control it all and trying to do it all is just me getting in my own effing way, right? That's not intentional, consistent action aimed at a particular strategy. That's me bringing all my messy mindset stuff into my business and into my launch because I'm scared that it might not work. Right? So that's a perfect example of like my work is to deal with my control stuff and get out of my own way enough so that I'm not overly micromanaging my team and taking back all the things that I had to delegate to get stuff done. Right? Um, Another example I have of that, which I'll just use a life example, is with health. Um, So I, um, I have an autoimmune disorder. I have Crohn's and um, have my weight has fluctuated a ton my whole life pretty much. And my, so is my health, um, consequently with the Crohn's. And so what I was doing for a very, very, very long time was like always chasing a shiny object, which is what we do in business a ton too. Right. But like, you know, to, to lose the weight, I would always be looking for like, what's this one special thing I can do? Like, you know, what's this like one thing I don't know? What's the perfect workout? What's the best eating plan? And then I would never stick to the perfect workout or the best eating plan because who the F does, right? (laughs) Like this, this is the point, right? I would, 
I would spend all this time researching, then I would build out this like perfect meal plan, this perfect ideal workout plan. I wouldn't stick to it. I would get super frustrated, and then I would decide the plan was the problem. And then I would go look for the next plan, right? Build it all out, maybe stick to it for a couple weeks, get, get frustrated when I wasn't seeing the results as fast as I wanted to, and stop. And this cycle went on for a long time, a little longer than I would like to admit. Um, a lot longer than I would like to admit if we're being serious, but you get my point. <laughs> went on for a long time. And ultimately, what I've realized is this, like, it's not that complicated. Like, eat healthy, eat things that make your body feel good, create a calorie deficit, do workouts that feel good. If you do all of that consistently, you're going to feel and look good in your body, and that's the experience I'm having now. If you try to make it super complicated, try to pick the perfect thing and stick to the perfect plan, you're probably never going to. And and then all the, the different things I had bought along the way, like surely the person um, you know, that sold me the DIY program or whatever was like, gosh, how do I just get people to show up and do what I'd say? Like, do you see what I mean? So there's just this disconnect where like, it's not just the plan. It's not just the information. It's getting out of our own way enough to show up, telling my brain that there's no shiny object or there's no thing other than committing to it and figuring out all the mindset stuff that was in my way of that commitment, right? So what I really see here, though, is that both outcomes are the same because the strategy is easy, but all the control in the world won't get me more results in business. Just like trying 5,000 things won't help me find the magic pill in health, right? So what I really want you to take away is this. Whether you're the coach or the client or both, the key here is be patient but persistent, right? Be patient but persistent, Meaning, be patient in that you might have to have the same conversation in coaching a ton of times, right? And be persistent to keep having that combo that matters and staying focused on the thing that matters. You know, I've had clients that have struggled for months in coaching, and then all of the sudden, that same conversation we've had for six sessions clicks, and suddenly they're having super consistent five-figure months and beyond because they stuck with it and stayed in the hard parts and it eventually translated into their brain and into them getting out of their own way. And like, you have to be available for that as the coach and as the client. Like I said, Monica and I will likely have the same conversation about sticking to the strategy of getting people on calls and converting from there many times, right? And each time we'll look at what's keeping her from sticking to that, what stories are coming up, what blocks are there, what's all the stuff that's making itself, you know, known to her crazy little monkey mind, right? That we all have. <laughs> That's keeping her from staying committed and staying persistent. And if you can be willing, again, as coach or client, to stay in that conversation, to stay in that place, and to stay persistent, even if you're coming up against the same wall many times, that's when you'll actually bust through it. If you feel like, well, I talked about that with them once as a coach, and then you're mad that they're not implementing or executing or follow it, following through, well, forget it. Like, wh- how are you going to help them get through? You know, Monica's probably had 20 years of programming that told her that she has to like, you know, work hard and do all this stuff. And, and she's supposed to get that all out of her brain because I said one thing in a session. No, of course not. Right. But if you stay 
patient in the sense that like, it's okay if you struggle for months and then get those five figure months. I'm like here for that. I'm happy to be patient for that and persistent. I like, I'm happy to have that same conversation again, because I persistently want us to solve the right problems and stay focused on the right thing. That's when magic happens. So, you know, for example, as a coach, you can run with your clients to every new issue and every shiny object their brain creates, but that just leaves you both tired and frustrated, quite honestly. You're jumping from this problem to this problem to this problem to this problem to this problem, and you're both like, oh my God, when do we get to the point where (laughs) it doesn't feel like we're running around chasing our tails, right? But if you stay patient and you stay willing to have that same conversation, and not get your results constantly wrapped up in your clients' results, while staying persistently committed to seeing them through their stuff, you'll always get there. And the same as the client. If you stay willing to stay in that same conversation and strategy and to keep doing the work of getting out of your own way while being persistently committed to your success and not making yourself wrong, oh my God, you'll have results every time, right? So my call to you is this, get super clear on a strategy that fits you and then stick to it relentlessly for at least 90 days, even if you have to revisit why you're not sticking to it 100 times. It doesn't mean you don't test and tweak, but without staying consistently committed to something, there's there's quite honestly nothing to test and tweak, right? So if you just do something for two weeks... What is it that we're testing and tweaking? Like we have no real data yet, right? So your job is to stay relentlessly committed to something and committed to the conversation of why you are not sticking to it if you're not, right? Whether your version is not sticking to it by taking a hundred other actions or not sticking to it by taking none. Either way, that's the commitment, right? And if you want those consistent results, you have to figure out your way of being consistently committed to and executing on a strategy, which doesn't mean working 24-7 and doing all the things, which is usually behind the scenes, right? And it doesn't mean doing nothing. You have to create consistency if you want consistent results. And whether you're the coach, the client, or, you know, on both ends, You have to stay patient and persistent in the face of difficulty instead of jumping from problem to problem to problem. And that's exactly what I plan to keep doing with Monica. And I know she intends to do the same, which is, you know, to be patient and persistent. And, you know, I have to be honest, this process is intimidating, right? You know, because it can be easy to go, gosh, like there are three episodes all talking about um, the same thing. You know, what? why aren't we moving forward faster? And I really want to provide this perspective of like, not only should you be giving you know, your clients grace, but you should be giving yourself grace. And you should notice that, you know, the the patience and persistence is the real difference maker. It's not finding the exact perfect strategy or whatever. It's like the difference maker is figuring out how to get out of your own way over and over again. Right. And so I just really, really want to end this um, by giving Monica so much credit because this process is intimidating. And I'll tell you, it's intimidating for me too. Um, But here's the thing, like Monica might not get results. Do I believe she will? Do I believe that if we stay committed and patient and persistent that she will? Of course. Um, I might misspeak in a session or I might feel imperfect. Monica might feel super, super vulnerable and really, um, you know, kind of trying to find that line of like being in her coaching and knowing it's, it's going out for a podcast episode. So I really just want to say that like, 
I feel like we are both putting ourselves out here in incredibly vulnerable positions, though I will say that I will give Monica credit here for so much more for what she's doing than for what I'm doing. But the reason I really wanted to share that piece is because what I really want you to do and what I want part of your takeaway to to be is that extending grace to yourself, your clients, and others in this process of getting out of our own way is so, so, so important. And, you know, it will feel vulnerable. It will feel um, intimidating. And obviously there are many other components that make this process even more intimidating. But at the end of the day, this is the reminder really that results may not always look perfect or shiny or linear, but if you do the right work and focus on the right issues and the right solutions, it's really impossible not to get deep and lasting and and super profound results. So please, please, please keep joining us to see the progress, the ups and downs and the coaching that continues to take place along Monica's journey and just know how appreciative we are to all of you for your support and compassion and patience and persistence in your own business and with us. So thank you so much for joining us. I love you all. And I cannot wait for you to continue to see how this unfolds. Thank you so much for listening to Literally. I am so grateful to you for being part of our journey. I would love to hear your thoughts on the podcast. So please leave us a review. Each month, I'll be picking reviewers to give a free session of their own to as a thank you for listening. And remember, sharing is caring. If you know someone who'd benefit from this podcast on their own entrepreneurial journey, please share it with them. What I know we need more of in this world is women living lit up lives and running businesses they love and are beautifully compensated.